What would you do if your body stopped responding to sexual stimulation? What is up, sapiosexuals? Thank you for turning on Sex in South Beach with me, Dr. Sanjaya, America's sex educator and your favorite sexologist girlfriend. So the sex situation we're getting into today is what should you do if your body stops responding to sexual stimulation? Like, what if you can't get turned on when someone is trying to turn you on? Or what if you're trying to turn yourself on? You know, a little sexy time alone with you, yourself, and your hands. Well, what if that doesn't even work to get you excited anymore? What do you do? Well, this week's topic is inspired by an email I received from a woman, and I'm going to read it to you now so we can all be on the same page. And it goes like this. (laughs) Dear Dr. Sanjaya, I am a lesbian and have been with my partner for over three years now. Before I got with my partner, I was sexually active with the opposite sex and my sex life was mediocre and to be quite honest, very dry, but only with the men. I had no problem getting myself right. Since I've been with her, my vagina is always wet and coming. I am the woman who has no problem having multiple orgasms. But lately, when I go to play by myself, she hasn't been responding to my touch. I mean, nothing at all. Is something wrong with me? Or does my quote unquote best friend just yearn for my partner more than our quality time anymore? Are there any tips or advice you can give? This is all new to me. I've never had this problem before. So before we jump all the way in, let's clarify her problem, which has nothing to do with being a lesbian. So don't even go there. Her issue is that when she attempts to masturbate, her body does not respond. However, her body does respond to her female partner's stimulation. So what's the problem here? Why doesn't she excite herself anymore? Is it because she can't perform oral sex on herself? (laughs) No, that's not why. The reality is there are millions of women all over the world who have similar problems, but you know what? This is on a much larger scale. They don't get excited when they have sexual relationships with their partners or with themselves. In fact, sexual dysfunction among women is much more common than male sexual dysfunction. And guess what? We have far fewer treatments for our sex problems. And you know why? Well, let me tell you why. Until just over 40 years ago, most doctors were men because women were not allowed to go to medical school, not in the United States. And when men were doctors, women's sexual dysfunction was cured by bringing her to a doctor's office where he proceeded to use his hands or a vibrator to bring her to an orgasm. Yup, back then, a doctor-facilitated orgasm was the cure for hysteria, which is what women were diagnosed with when they experienced sexual dysfunction. To summarize now, this little piece of history, American history, Male doctors treated female sexual dysfunction by giving women an orgasm in their office. And some even made house calls. Now, we have many more women doctors. Therefore, we now have clinical treatments for female sexual dysfunction. And most men have stopped calling us hysterical. 
I mean, I'm not gonna go get political, but you know, most sane men have stopped calling women hysterical. Most sane men who do not have to pay billions of dollars to have a woman have sex with him. Okay, now back to the topic at hand. What would you do if your body stopped responding to sexual stimulation? So let's get back to today's sex situation. And by now, y'all know how I do which is tell you how real folks responded to this question before I share my expertise. So I asked this question to five ladies and five men, and here's what they said. A 34-year-old married administrator said the first thing she would do is talk to a friend to see if she had any advice or maybe had experienced a similar situation or knew someone who had. A 37-year-old single lawyer so she would Google the problem until she found a solution. Now, a single 35-year-old educator said she would quickly make an appointment with her OBGYN. Now, another lady said she would first watch porn, then she would try tantric breathing, she would experiment with new ways to masturbate, new toys, and try everything possible to turn herself on. And you know what I give that lady? an A plus for effort. She's like, look, it must be something I'm doing and I'm gonna find out what turns me on. Maybe my tastes have changed. And you know what? We must all remember that our sexual desires and tastes do evolve. That's why we need continuous sex education because what you liked when you 18 is probably not what you like when you 45. And we all know that, right? Okay. So another woman said, what I believe is true for most people who encounter sexual dysfunction issues, she said that she would probably do nothing about it for a very long time. And how did the men respond? Well, they all said just about the same thing. They said they would see the doctor and get an ED medication, and they would not talk about it with anybody else. <laughs> wow, that is some serious social conditioning, right? Whereas all the men would run out and get medication, each woman, well, we each had a different way of handling the issue that involved talking to someone, doing some research, or trying some experimental stuff, maybe even ignoring the problem for a while. It's just interesting how diverse the women's perspective were compared to the men. And as I always want to remind you, Dr. Sanjaya may be asking a very, very biased sample. So please do not consider these people's responses representative of everyone in the United States. So I could not answer this woman's question in an email, which is how she sent it to me. And the reason why I could not answer it is because there are so many variables involved in her situation. It is nearly impossible to respond without asking her a million other questions such as, how old are you? Because estrogen and testosterone changes, well, are these levels change as we age, and she might be experiencing a normal hormonal change that many people experience at her particular age. I would also ask, has her health changed recently for the good or bad? Maybe she has a condition like diabetes, which causes significant sexual dysfunction in women. In fact, I published a research paper a few years ago about sexual dysfunction among people with diabetes and found that women with diabetes are suffering from all kinds of sexual challenges, including lack of lubrication and lack of desire. Or maybe she's becoming very healthy 
and her body has really changed because she's been working out a lot and she hasn't been hydrating accordingly. Maybe she's got 50 pounds of new muscle mass, which means her body needs a lot more water. Or maybe she's become a vegan and eats way more fiber than she used to. And fiber, you know what? Fiber absorbs like a hundred times its size in water, which is why many people, well, that's why they pass gas after they eat beans. They do not drink enough water to get the beans out. So the beans are just kind of stuck in their colon going poop, 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 poop. You know, so there's your tip for today. If you drink enough water when you eat a lot of beans or high fiber food, you will go to the bathroom quicker and you will not hurt the people around you with your farts. Okay? Overall, I am a huge believer that hydration, regardless of your diet, hydration leads to more vaginal stimulation. So what is your water intake, whether or not you work out? Perhaps if you simply increased your water intake by like 20 ounces per day, the motherland, well, it would be more moist. Lubrication is the first step in sexual stimulation, so you want to make sure that you are properly hydrated so that your body can produce lubrication. Another question I would ask is, are you experiencing natural hormonal changes? Like we talked about earlier, how old are you? So you might even know that you are experiencing some natural hormonal changes that occur for everyone throughout the lifespan. Like, are you in menopause? Um, I think she might have mentioned that, but that's a very important question to ask. This is like really, really important because most changes in sexual functioning among women, well, they can be correlated to a change in estrogen levels. And you know what? Another super duper common issue is that women often do not consider boredom. It is quite common for women to simply become bored sexually. And contrary to popular belief, women become bored more often and faster than men. In fact, within lesbian relationships, there is a concept known as the lesbian deathbed, which is a term that scientists came up with after several studies showed that of all types of romantic relationships, sexual desire dies quickest among lesbian couples. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> now, even though the woman who inspired today's show is a lesbian, I do not think she's experiencing the lesbian deathbed syndrome because she claims that she is dripping wet and constantly climaxing multiple times with her partner. However, she could be bored with her own style of turning herself on. And most importantly, I would ask, has your stress level changed? I think that stress is one of the most common killers of female sexual desire. Wait, 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 wait. I take that back because stress is the killer of everyone's sexual desire, whether you're a male, female, or somewhere in between. Stress, well, it is just a nasty-ass cancer that screws up your life in more ways than one. Think about it. When you are all stressed out, you are not sexy. You are not fun. You are not easygoing. You are not your most beautiful. You are not sensual. You are not in touch with all those good, delicious juices of life. And I know some of you stressed out biatches. You know what I know? I know y'all are getting really irritated at me for saying all this right now because you're all stressed out and you know what I'm saying is true. 
And if you want to be happier, healthier, and maybe a little sexier in 2017, I challenge you to commit to doing something to reduce your stress levels this year. Work less, get your zen on, take a yoga class, grow a garden, become the person you want to be because you can do it. If your living expenses are too high and force you to work all the time, you need to move to a more affordable place where you can afford a nice home without working all the time so you can actually enjoy being home. If your job environment is toxic, you need to start looking for a new gig, like now, while you're listening to me talk. If your body doesn't look or function the way that you want it to, you need to do something to change it. You get the idea. Stop making excuses to keep your stress levels high. Stop it. You can live the life you have always wanted to live. You can be the person you know you can be. And when you do that, I promise you, mm, 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 so sexy. <laughs> so <clears throat> without knowing the answers to all of these important questions, it was really hard to help this woman through email. That's why I made this podcast for her. If she's not experiencing any of the health issues that we've covered, she may simply be suffering from boredom. In this case, it is time to try a new toy or a new strategy for turning herself on. You know what I'm saying? For example, if you normally play with yourself in the bed, maybe you need to try a little private time in the bathtub with a waterproof toy. There are also several different clitoral stimulation serums, like a whole bunch have come out in the last decade, and I encourage you to experiment with those. And you know what? Mental stimulation is incredibly effective among women. So have you tried reading an erotic story? It might help, you know, your body become more responsive to your touch. Get your mind in the game, girl. Now, if you're visually turned on by watching other women express themselves sexually, you know what you got to do? Consider uh, finding some appropriate viewing material. And it is also extremely important to remember that sexual desires do evolve. I know I said it before, and I'm reminding you and telling you again that what turns you on five years ago, well, girl, that may not do it for you today. You said you've been with your girl for over three years now. So maybe it's time to try something new with yourself. I'm sure you and her have tried some new things in the last three years, right? Sensual exploration is really important to sustaining a fulfilling sex life. That's what we're learning. If we want to keep it going on, we got to keep focusing on what turns us on. Explore new things. Stressed out people, you know what? They rarely have time to do any of that. And the advice I'm sharing today is also very appropriate for couples. In all the people I've worked with over time, the most effective strategy for improving sexual satisfaction is to pay time and attention to your sex life. That's all I really help people to do. I normally give couples sensual homework to do with each other for a few weeks. The homework assignments makes them reconnect through playful exercises that must be completed before their next appointment. As soon as a couple starts completing their homework assignments, they are giving me high fives because their satisfaction levels have improved so much. In most cases, they think I'm a genius and they want to give me all the credit. 
And you know what I really do? I remind them that all I did was make them give their love life more time and attention. It is amazing what time and attention can do. So with this in mind, I really want to applaud the woman who emailed me for today's show. I want to applaud her for consistently taking time out of her life to play with herself and stay in touch with herself sexually. She's recognizing changes in her own body before she has a problem. And she is like, let me figure out new ways to deal with myself and turn myself on. And you know what? Hey girl, I'm there with you and I applaud you. I hope more people follow your example. And the reason that I wish more people did this is because it empowers individuals to know what they like sexually so their partners don't have to make wild guesses. People who play with themselves, well, they can guide their partner's sexual touch. They can help their partner touch them in ways they enjoy. And this is super important because guess what? Your sexual preferences, well, they are not identical to your partner's ex's preferences. So get to know your unique sexual turn-ons and share them with your current partner or with your next partner. I really hope today's show helped you learn a little bit about what causes sexual stimulation to change over time. And for the lady who wrote in, I hope listening to this episode gave you some potential strategies to consider that may lead to more climaxes during your private time with yourself. For your daily dose of Nookie knowledge, check out Dr. Sanjaya, that's D-R-S-O-N-J-I-A, on all the social media platforms. And be sure to become a Dr. Sanjaya VIP today. It's free. Just simply add your info to the VIP list at drsanjaya.com and boom, you're going to have instant access to sexual health resources like free classes and workbooks that'll help you have a better love life starting tonight. I had so much fun speaking to you about stimulation today and I hope it was good for you too. I am Dr. Sanjaya. America's sex educator, and I'll see you soon at Sex in South Beach, where everyone comes to talk, listen, and learn about sex.